Will you join me in prayer, please? Merciful God, we want to leave this world as a better place than we received it. And yet, it seems that when we rely on our own efforts, we end up resting on our laurels. And we discover that things don't change much. We confess that we are stuck in a rock. Forgive us, God, and return us to the path of discipleship. Inspire us to follow your lead as we walk the path with you. And give us eyes that we might see those who long for mercy. Enable us to behold the beauty hearts and souls contribute to that beauty through your spirit. Hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, God loves you. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Go and learn what this means. I guess Jesus knew me pretty well, because I'm still working on that one. Uh, but to, to pause, look, and to learn is part of discipleship. And one of the things I've learned is that sacrifice and mercy look the same on the outside. So you help somebody out. You cut somebody a break. And on the outside, you know, pretty much looks the same. But if you look inside, there's a difference, and the difference is the focus. Sacrifice focuses on the person who's giving something up. Mercy Pays attention to the person in need. Now, sacrifice is not bad. Please don't hear me doing a number on sacrifice, okay? Uh, but uh, it's about the giver. You know, it's about me. And, well, school's out now, but before school was out, you know, at the right time in the morning, you know, from where we live over here in Aspen, if we went out to Rice Lake Road, we could get in quite a line of cars waiting to make a left turn onto Rice Lake Road. Okay. And there would also be the buses coming in, you know, to drop kids off. And uh, I do think about parents as I sit in that line. I think about parents who are sacrificing so that their children can have an opportunity to learn. Now, maybe they have an overarching commitment that drives that, but in that sacrifice, they give up some sleep. Uh, they give up having, you know, a leisurely cup of coffee in the morning. Uh, they get to give up the opportunity to get their hair done. You know, just right. Uh, so that 
their children can receive something they value. I make that about me when I sit in the line of traffic on Barnes Road and uh, say, well, I'm sacrificing so these kids can get an education. Uh, not a bad thing, but what's the focus? Uh, sacrifice is about giving something up. And usually, you know, when do we think about giving something up? It's, well, I'm giving something up for Glenn. Uh, and usually we pick something very important, like coffee or chocolate or beer. Uh, and the truth is, those things, if that's our list, those things that we're giving up don't impact us much. Uh, you know, if you give up coffee, you can always have time. Uh, and uh, the sacrifices come out of abundance. But there are people who make sacrifices that are way bigger. Way bigger. I think the parents who have to choose today who in their house do we get to eat? That's way bigger than what I can offer. It just is. Uh, or a synagogue leader in today's gospel who comes to plead for the life of his dead daughter. He opens himself to ridicule from the people who laugh at Jesus. He opens himself to people saying, well, you're a sucker if you think he can do anything. Um, he risks being shunned by his peers in the faith community who think that Jesus is a fraud. But he asks anyway. He's willing to be seen with Jesus anyway for the sake of his father. I find him Now, we shift focus just a tad. We'll come to mercy. Uh, the receiver. Now, we could, we see this woman who's been hemorrhaging for 12 years. And I just picture that she's using the last energy in her body to reach out for that last hope that she has. That's Jesus. And he doesn't even need to talk to me. If I can just reach out and touch the edge of his clothes, I'll be good. In fact, I'll be more than good. I'll be healed. And what does Jesus do? 
This is where Jesus shows what mercy looks like. You know, he doesn't have an on-off switch on his clothing. It's on all the time. So she touches it, and she is healed. And Jesus turns around, and he doesn't say, like in that uh, commercial that's on TV about the lemonade stand, that we five dollars, please. Uh, he allows his healing power, his love, and his mercy. Just go. And no witness test. Nothing to say, are you of the right group? Uh, are you, you know, a person who's got their act cleaned up? Or are you a person whose act is kind of a mess? Jesus sees a human being in response. That's all. That's all. Mercy and sacrifice. There are two sides of one coin. Matthew's a tax collector, an outsider, a collaborator with the Roman establishment. What does Jesus do? He says, come here. I want you to be part of my team. What does Matthew do? He sacrifices a lucrative career. Albeit one that's made him rich at the expense of other people. And his sin in having stepped on other people to get where he is is maybe more obvious than the sins of some other people. But it's no more grave and it's no less dire. The accusations of the Pharisees show that when Jesus said, Here, be part of my team, that cost him, that cost Jesus. In the court of public opinion, sacrificed. But Jesus did not judge Matthew. He had mercy on him. Jesus brought him. In. And we have hope for ourselves because of how Jesus treated Matthew. How Jesus treated the synagogue. How Jesus Treated the woman crawled up to you. We are the outcast. We can live down to that When we're in desperate need, we can behave in desperate ways. We can be hard to live with when we're sick. And people will often sacrifice for. What we need is mercy. Treat us as human beings for love, not as sources of some kind of problem. Well, if we are here, and if those are our needs, we shouldn't be surprised that there are other people 
similar situation. What do they need? They need compassion. Understand. They need to be loved, not just tolerance. They need mercy and not sacrifice. They need to be known and not as project. Yeah, one of the questions that people have had asked me through the years is, you know, you, how do you have a funeral for somebody that you don't know? <coughs> that must be really hard, right? sit with the people who love them. Those people will tell you about that person. You will know them. And they will in that process also tell you what they need so that you can give them mercy and not just sacrifice. That's the thing in terms of today's text. Show them some mercy. It will respond. It's the same in other arenas of life. If we show a little mercy, people will respond. Roe is right. Many people lead lives of quiet desperation. Life is hard. And you know that just by paying attention to your own life. That's how life is. But Paul McCartney and John Lennon also had it right. They say, I get by with a And that's mercy. Jesus invites you and me to be close. Not to everyone in the world, but to the ones who give it. What's in our path? We're not going to have to go look for it. They'll be there. Just like they were that day for And if we will be bold enough to touch them with mercy, we can call them. Not of him who by the power of work within us is able to accomplish abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and to all generations.